Hello everyone, it's Joe. A couple of corrections from this episode. I incorrectly state that a character's name is Aki. Uh, their nickname is Akiba, because it means dog, and also still short for Akihabara. Um, we discuss if Kojima is married very briefly, and I did a little bit of research. Um, he is very private about his personal life, and uh, he appears to be single, though he does have several children. Uh, content warnings for this episode is we talk about injecting meds. Uh, there's a suicide mention, PTSD mentions, anxiety mentions, a poop mention, and some death mentions. Um, besides that, one week after this comes out on November 11th, there will be another charity stream. I'll be playing Pushonomics to raise money for my friend Gwendolyn because she's had a bunch of medical bills out of nowhere, and that is putting her in a bit of financial uh, difficulty. So I hope to see you there. Mm -hmm. I hope you enjoy this episode and uh, you'll hear from me in a week. Bye. It's Joe. Hello. Hello. I'm here for uh, the party. I heard there was going to be free chocolate chip cookies. Man, I wish. I should get chocolate chip cookies. Oh, well. Um, while I'm here, there's something that I've actually really been curious about. Uh-huh. It's something maybe you could explain it to me. Okay. And I need to know every minute detail of the... Uh, acclaimed, award-winning PlayStation 3 game, Metal Gear Solid 4. Every, every minute detail? If you, if you can, I know I'm asking a lot. Sorry, that was me kissing my cat. Um, All I know about that game is Snake is old, Snake is but old. he's like, I'm 30! Um, Snake is old, but not actually. Uh, Octopus Lady in skin-tied suit. I watched my roommate play like the first hour of, of that game, including that boss fight. Laughing Octopus doesn't... Uh, you don't fight Laughing Octopus till like six or seven hours in. Bro, well, okay. You see her. You do <laughs> You do see the uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast unit early I may, on. I may have missed some chunks there in the middle. Raiden comes back and he's cool now. He's not lame, guys. Oh Please yeah, you saw this game. You saw stuff from chapter two. Okay, but I, I did watch about three quarters of a not like like a cut, um, not just cutscenes, but something that also had like rel relevant gameplay sections edited in to, edited into. Okay, I watched like three quarters of that. That was a that was probably three three years ago. All right, so you watched. You watched an abridged LP of it. Basically, yeah, but without commentary. Okay, okay. It's the cinematic stuff edited into a really long movie. Wow, games on the PlayStation 3, it's just like watching a movie. It's exactly like watching a movie. Was that one of their taglines? I remember they have an ad where someone would be, somebody would be like playing Uncharted. 
And a friend would have like a bag of popcorn and shit. But yes, they did. They did market PlayStation 3 games. That way. Do you remember the David? Do you remember the David Lynch uh, PlayStation 3 commercial? With the baby? Baby? Yes, I do. That was horrifying. Yeah, they were on some weird shit. I see it every night when I close my eyes. That baby. Can you imagine how Sony would have marketed the PlayStation 3 like when it came out if they knew how it would have ended up? Like PlayStation 3, there's no games, but if you buy 50 of them, you can make a supercomputer. <laughs> right, I forgot that they... Yeah, so for those who don't know, the US military used PS3s to... uh Create supercomputers because it was the most co- cost-effective method, I guess. Something about Jimmy was getting into PS3 emulation, and there's some specific hardware piece that you have to emulate that is the one that's useful mm-hmm. for for super super computing, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it turns out PlayStations are really hard to emulate because they have a lot of proprietary fancy shit. Yeah, that shit, shit was probably hard as fuck to develop on, too. Yeah. So, Metal Gear Solid 4. Um, what else? Sunny? Sunny is a pure golden ray of light. Sunny is amazing. Uh, Sunny is... Game. So, that's what Revengeance was originally going to be. Oh, for real? Or, or that's how it was going to start, was with Raiden rescuing Sunny. Because Sonny is Olga's kid, who was, uh, after Olga died, they... Or no, yeah, Olga gave birth, and the Patriots were holding her hostage. And then... Uh, Raiden teamed up with a anti-terrorist organization and rescued Sonny. And then went off to do his own shit for a little while. Um, and then in Revengeance, it's him working with the same people again. To do yeah, some bodyguard work. It's yeah. We'll get to that when we get to revengeance. But um, wait. So the very first thing when you pop the disc into your PS3, you hit start. You're ready for some uh, tactical espionage action. And the first thing that happens is the PS3 goes, "Hey, you have to install the game." Oh joy. So you go, okay, that won't take long. And you say, okay, install the game. And a bar pops up. And I was like, okay, this will take like 20 minutes. And you're like, oh, okay. Is there like a mini game I can play? And the game goes, no. Here's our suggestion. Go make a sandwich. As you, as you watch uh, snakes smoke some cigarettes. It's weird. I can't imagine like what a what a hype killer that must have been. Like that game was insanely hyped up. Oh yeah. Between that I mean, and like, PS3 the didn't have games. Cutscenes and yes, it it sure did have one of them. Yeah, I think I think Metal Gear Solid Four is the only Metal Gear Solid that's never been ported. In fact, the only time, only way you can play it, I think, is on a PS3. Oh. Did it get released in that Metal Gear Solid collection on PS4? They did a Metal Gear Solid collection on PS4? Didn't they? That had, like, 
two, three. I know they did it on PS3 and Xbox 360. I don't know if it ever oh. got re-released for oh. last gen. Yeah, no, they, uh, they just didn't give a fuck. And no, the HD collection did not have four. Okay. It had two, three, and Peace Walker. Peace Walker, that was the third game. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, four, you can only play on a PS3, and emulation for PS3s is still... Real touch and go. That's a little shaky. Well, me, me and my BF booted up Tag Tournament 2 on PS3. And it actually played all right, but it refused to load in any of the textures. So every character was just we wearing like pure black clothes. Nice. Which kind of gave it a really different sort of aesthetic. I PS3 mean, emulation. you can play Tekken 6 at 60 FPS, but everybody's going to look really fucked up. As if Tekken people don't already look kind of... No, I guess it's yeah, more... They, they do look kind of fucked up. I guess it's more Street Fighter that has the really uh, odd-looking individuals. Have you seen Fuck'em Rom in Tekken 7? I'm sorry, what? That dude is like 7 foot 5. Damn. I gotta show you this character, and you'll be like, yeah, that guy has kind of fucked up proportions. Sounds they like they took the tall man. characters in the game, and they just, like, scaled them up a little bit. I mean, did, did you see the uh, characters people made in the uh, Street Fighter Six beta? <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I sure did. I've heard people spent the entire beta just creating the most uh, hilarious amalgamations of horrors. Okay, well, all I can find is people trying to, like, fix Fuckalmom's proportions. Okay. Yeah, he 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 definitely stands out as one of the DLC characters. They definitely pushed pushed the visual style a bunch there. I see. He looks like a Fist of the North Star character. Oh, okay. Did you ever watch Yu Yu Hakusho? Yeah. What was the one guy who turned into a tree? I don't know. <laughs> All I remember is that he was really fucked up, and he was in Jump Force. Which, that was a fucking game. You know, oh, there. Okay. I met somebody who grinds that game online every day. Why? Still. Do people play that game? Yeah. Why? He came to the local and they were like, hey, you want to play, play some Strive or something? And he was like, well, I mean, if you got Jump Force. Because I play Jump Force every day. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're the only one who plays it, that does make you best in the world. Somebody's out there grinding Jump Force. Were you talk perhaps talking about one of the Togoro brothers? Yes, I think so. Younger Togoro, because he does he does look pretty fucked up. Yes. He, yeah, he reaches like the pinnacle of humanity or whatever, which like is apparently tree. Yeah, which. It just looks like a support in a MOBA. He does look like a support. And as we all know, Pinnacle of Humanity is not tree, it is crab. Rayjack Humanity, embrace crab. There is one site there is a cycle, and the only step is crab. I I for one cannot await. Can't can't wait my carcinated fate. 
Or if you're a fan of Star Trek Voyager, A, I'm sorry. And uh, <laughs> B, Pinnacle of Humanity is a little newt. Thank, thank you for your understanding. It's, it's a rough life. Man, the Voyager highs are so high, but the lows are so low. It, it would be great if Janeway had a consistent personality. Yeah. If she, they weren't making her do psychotic things every other episode, like fucking kill Tuvix. Hey, remember how in the second episode, uh, in the first episode, she's like a super hard... Uh, we do things by the books, Captain, and in the second episode, she's doing a strip tease to uh, distract a guy. Gosh. Voyager has issues. Metal Gear Solid 4! So. Speaking of good things with issues. <laughs> Your game's installed. You're ready to go. You had your sandwich. Got yourself a drink. You're ready for some tactical espionage action. So you hit start and you get commercials. Commercials for what? Stuff in the universe of the game. Uh, it's actually they're actually pretty cool. You can go back and look at them another time. Um, but like it's kind of introducing. Uh, the different PMCs. And kind of you can get an idea of what the world is like from the commercials. I ha I can't really describe them. They're yeah, some world building. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good world building. And you can skip them pretty quick. Um, that, that's kinda, them. kind of a Verhoeven thing to do. A what? Uh, Paul Verhoeven, like in Robocop, the TV sections. Oh, and Starship right. Troopers. Very yes. important for setting the setting the tone. Yes, I would indeed buy that for a dollar. That's that's from Robocop. They yeah, say that a lot. They do. Okay. Yes, they do say See, that on the TV show. See, it it was funny, but you didn't laugh, so I was worried that my 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 joke was too weird. Is that funny? It's is it supposed to be funny in the movie? I think it's more like look how inane the shit they be saying on TV is. Yeah. TV's just been reduced to catchphrases. The sitcom of sitcomification has overtaken all of our popular culture. Yeah, sitcoms, the sitcoms set. A zipcaster, Splatoon three. Sitcom. I don't know why that took me so long to figure out how to pronounce. Wait, is it sitcom? Situational comedy. Oh. Situational comedies really have. Really did do damage. Friends. Friends fucking... Friends has ruined TV. And it wasn't even very good. It was so goddamn homophobic and transphobic. I'd buy that for a dollar. So, you watch, you skip the commercials, you finally get into gameplay. By which I mean, you get into a cutscene of Snake talking about how war never changes. The technology changes. Uh, the locations might change, but war is war, and it'll never be different. Snake is old, and he's sitting in the back of a truck with a bunch of other guys. 
And as they are driving along, they get ambushed. And so everyone hops out of the truck, and you hop out, and you finally get to uh, get into gameplay. And everything is different. Uh, UI is much more updated. Oh, sorry. Um, you are in nondescript Middle Eastern country. Uh, I don't think... I mean... I'm sure if I looked it up on the wiki, they would tell me where it was, but the location doesn't really matter. It's somewhere in the Middle East. Uh, you're fighting in a town that's under siege, and so it's completely blown all to hell. So, you... You quickly get a codec call from Otacon, and you kind of learn from context clues what's going on. Otacon? What's happening? So, you are in this city because Liquid Ocelot is here, and he is the he uh, head of the major PMCs in the world. Yeah, okay, I guess nothing, nothing really happened to... Uh... To Ocelot at the end of two, he just kind of went up, went about his merry business. Uh, he stole plans for Ray. He stole something and sure. then left. Typical um, drama queen. Start of a scene and then dip out. Yep, that's that's Ocelot. Don't trust Ocelot. He will always betray you unless it's Metal Gear Solid Five. Well, I guess he kind of betrays. <laughs> for, well, his, no. for his standards. <laughs> no, he doesn't betray you at all. He's like the one person who doesn't betray you. Because I can't remember if we talked about it, but Katz was working for Cypher during um, Peace Walker. But, like, only a little bit. As with many things, it's kind of weird. So, yeah, you're, you're here to assassinate um, Liquid Ocelot because he's up to something and it can't be good. Like, was Peace Walker released before 4 or afterwards? After. 4 was supposed to be the last one and then oh, Peace Walker gotcha. got made. Oh, jeez. <laughs> then five. Yeah. Survive. Yep. And revenge also. Although I'm very happy that revenge is going to be made. Mm hmm. Revengeance can't. Well. Did revenge. No, revengeance and Peace Walker came out more or less at the same time because Kojima was working on Peace Walker and had almost nothing to do with revengeance. I, I got the impression that he, like, went in the room <laughs> a couple times. I I believe it was... <laughs> they were talking about it. He just, like, showed up, and they were like, oh, hey, dude. You want to give us feedback? No? Okay, thanks, anyway. <laughs> Is this vaguely what you were thinking about? Okay, you're still going to let us use Raiden? Okay, cool. I was like, dude, I just got back from Iceland. I don't give a shit about this. Kojima is an interesting individual who has many issues with women, specifically. 
He... Is he married? I don't know. I don't think he is. I'll be honest, I just kind of assumed he was closeted. No, I think he's just... too busy watching movies for romance. Just, just solely and, based on the games, based on the content. And hanging out with uh, Mads Mikkelsen. That, that's something that can appeal to people of all sexualities. Oh, he's so cool and pretty. Dreamy sigh. So you're there to kill Ocelot. Uh, you are doing this on behalf of Colonel Campbell. Um, there is an optional mission briefing that you can only access after starting the game, going back to the title screen and looking at the um, archived uh, like cutscenes. And you learned that you learned that Snake was visiting a grave, and Campbell showed up in a helicopter. And was like, sup, we need you to bring you out of retirement. And Snake, who's now old as fuck, is like, hey, I'm essentially old as fuck. Uh, Fox Hound, or Fox Die is absolutely destroying my body. Uh, I don't have that long to live. And Campbell's like, all the more good, re all the more reason for you to go out there and stop Ocelot before he does something really bad. And it's kind of your job to do it because he's Liquid Ocelot. Because he's Ocelot, he's been taken over by Liquid Snake because of an arm. It's your Don't brother. You Don't go take him it. out. Don't worry about it. It's your brother's arm. So Snake is at <laughs> least like 10% responsible. Yeah. Uh, and then you get into some gameplay stuff. Uh, so they brought back the camo from Metal Gear Solid 3. Except this time, you're wearing the sneaking suit, which is also your camo. It's called Octa Camo. So you can press yourself up against a wall and push a button, and then the suit will turn the color of the wall. Um... So it's reusable camo for everything. And then you can save patterns uh, to use later so you can look silly. Uh, they brought back the sight gauge from 3, um, which is a combination of like your stamina and like your mental will to go on. So uh, you can look at like... You can say so can listen to music and get his psych gauge gauge back, and he can look at porn and get his psych gauge back. There are cutscenes where he can look at women's breasts and get psych gauge back. Waka waka. Waka waka. Oh yeah. Um. What what song would you listen to to restore your psych gauge if you had one? Song or album, if you can't narrow it down to one. Ooh. Uh, the Promero SD has a lot of super um, rad songs. If you're, if you're all... deep in enemy territory, your, your psychological state is frayed. You have to put on the Promero soundtrack. Yeah, it'll get me hyped up. Right. 
Show them trails of fire. And Superfly, I can't remember the name of... No, that is the name of the song. No, but, or Superfly the Band. God, I can't even remember. It's got good songs. songs. It's got good yeah. songs that make you super hype. Uh, mine would be the song Beautiful Blue Sky by Ott. Ooh. It's the first song on my anxiety playlist. Oh. <laughs> it's usually the only one I need, thankfully. It's a short playlist. <laughs> I'm sorry that it's necessary for you to have that playlist. Uh, okay. Actually, um, I, I used to have a really hard time doing my, my shot, like intramuscular injections. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that I was able to make a routine of it was by listening to that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's great. It's it's chill. It has interesting lyrics, and it's like eight minutes long, so it's the perfect amount of time to to psych yourself up. Nice. I used to listen to uh, "Smell of the Game" from oh, wow. from Strive. Oh, yes. Um, and then um, <laughs> injecting yourself with pure liquid tension gauge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that changed to. Um, uh, Retort and Lament by Millie. You may have to post that one. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll post it in music. Um, on my Discord. You should, y'all should join my Discord. Um. What's Discord? It's like a forum, but not. It's like IRC, but worse, but also better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like a modern IRC that was also specifically created for like voice chat during gaming. And then it kind of fucking exploded. Gamers only. If you're not a gamer and you're using Discord, you're fine. Think products can evolve. Your yeah, products can evolve past their um original scope. I'm like the PS3. Like the PS3, it's supposed to be used for playing video games, then it got turned into a supercomputer for the military. That seems very relevant to Metal Gear Solid 4, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Snake goes sneaking along. Uh, there's the psych gauge. Um, there's a mechanic that only really comes up in the first two chapters, um, where... You're in the middle of a conflict between two groups of people, and one group of people is automatically hostile towards you. The other group you can befriend by giving them rations and stuff. And if you do that, they will give you stuff back, and they won't shoot you, which is the nicer thing. Um, So you can help them out uh, in, like, taking positions and stuff, or you can just ignore them, and the fight will more or less play out. Um, cool. I think some like immersive sim mechanics. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid 4 has a lot of really cool mechanics that you're like, oh cool, I, I'm happy this is gonna come up a lot, and then it doesn't ever again. Womp womp. And there's five chapters to Metal Gear Solid 4. I always forget that the fourth chapter is not the fifth chapter. Or that the fifth chapter is not part of the fourth. Classic mistake. Yes. Uh, spoiler, the uh, the four settings are somewhere in the Middle East, somewhere in South Africa, Germany, Alaska, 
And a mysterious fifth place I can't reveal without spoiling. Oh. Though I guess four and five are both pretty short. So you, you sneak along, you get into some combat, you learn a bit more about Liquid Ocelot and how kind of fucked it all is. Um, you learn that guns... In, in previous games, everything was procure on sight. You can't do that in 4, because in 4 you start with a gun. Because it turns out, everyone's guns in Metal Gear Solid 4 is tied to the nanomachines in their body. Sure. So only the person with that, like, genetic code can fire that gun. Because everyone has nanomachines now. It's not just for the few. Like, every soldier has nanomachines. Ah, uh, this is the feature that liberals want. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as you're sneaking along, you're like, well, I have all these guns and I have nothing to... Like, I can't use them. This kind of sucks. Uh, and then you eventually run into this guy called Drebin. And Drebin uh, has a monkey who... Here, here's a fun fact about the monkey. Um, his mocap... Uh, his mocap person is the same person who did Raiden's mocap. Because the guy who did Raiden's mocap could do a really good monkey impression. <laughs> so they're like, Sure! Fuck it! Why not? <laughs> wow. That's beautiful. Metal Gear! Um, so he, he reveals to you that he can jailbreak um, the gun so you can use them. Uh, you can sell the guns, like, duplicate guns and ammo and shit to him. Uh, oh, fuck, I forgot a step. So before all this happens, I forgot about Mark II. So Otacon built you uh-huh. a Metal Gear. Yeah. Except he's tiny. Oh, it's, it's like the Stalker reference. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's the Stalker reference. It looks like Metal Gear from Stalker. There's a Metal Gear in Stalker? Well, I mean, it's not a Metal Gear, but it's named Metal Gear. Uh, <laughs> it's not a Metal Gear, but it is called Metal Gear. But it has it's it's your little robot buddy who assists you, huh. which is what he does in uh Metal Gear Solid Four. Um, he turns himself invisible, and he's the one who picks shit up for you. Um, he does all the supply runs to Drebin. You can control him by remote control. And have him, like, run around and zap people with an electric whip, kind of. It's funny. You can, you can poke people in the butt with a taser. Um, so, yeah, you get there's Drevin, and you buy stuff from him using battle points. And he acts like the merchant in Metal Gear Solid 4, essentially. Not Metal Gear Solid 4. Resident Evil 4. So you can buy weapons and buy attachments. Uh, so you can have a shotgun with an... Or no, you can have like an assault rifle with an underslung shotgun or a grenade launcher or... 
Uh, you can, after you beat the game, you can buy an old-timey musket, which has a 25% chance of, when you're firing it, to fire a tornado. Um, can't remember some of the other weird stuff you can buy. When I said stalker, I meant snatcher. Yeah, oh, yeah. Snatcher. I automatically translated that to snatcher in my head. I know what you meant. Um. Shit. Weird guns you can buy after the fact. Yeah, you can buy a bunch of stuff. Something you can't buy is chaff grenades. And the reason for that is there's only a couple chaff grenades in the game because so many people use electronics and stuff like that. When you use a chaff grenade, it shuts down everything and everyone. Wow, chaff grenades are even more overpowered in four? Oh yeah. They can um they can one hit the uh giant moving robots. Geckos. They can one hit the geckos. Which are the they kind of look like imagine you're like a mech with the backward knees and then lop yep. off Everything above the waist. So it's just the legs with the backward knees and like a little platform. And then make the legs all biological and they moo a lot. And that's what a gecko looks like. Yay, body horror. Also, kind of reminiscent of the, the hunters from Half Life. Two episodes one and two. I haven't played those games in a long time. I think those are like tripod mechs, but they also have like they're mostly leg. Uh huh. With digitigrade. Leggy. And they're little like anti personnel mechs that you have to fight and they're annoying to fight. Got it. So yeah, you can buy chaff grenades, or you can't buy chaff grenades because they're really overpowered. You can buy guns. Um, your next objective is you have to go meet up with the Rat Pack, who are a UN task force who's been sent there to... Hmm, sorry. Uh, US task force who's been sent there to... Assess the situation. A.K.A. they're the UN, so they don't do anything. Waka waka. Correct. Destroyed. Uh, I'm trying to remember if you meet them. I think this is where you meet the Beauty and the Beast unit, which are the bosses for the game. Uh, you watch them just absolutely annihilate a uh, a group of soldiers. Um, they are Raging Raven, who is flying around with a railgun. Laughing Octopus, who has just Duck Ock arms and can completely blend in with the environment and kind of look like whatever she wants to look like. Crying Wolf, who's a sniper. And... Oh, what's the last person? I can't remember the last person. Something Mantis. Somebody! It's 
someone mantis it's just psycho mantis again but like with puppet strings um she's forcing soldiers to shoot each other also here's an easter egg um if you have snake like throw grenades at his feet till he blows up and dies um you will see strings attached to him which implies that uh who's it mantis made him commit screaming mantis screaming mantis thank you Oh, and they all have PTSD. They all have fucked up backstories and PTSD, and they're all hot women because they're based... All of their motion actors uh, were models. Because thanks, Kojima. Cool. You know what? As a hot woman with PTSD, I appreciate the representation. Very fair. I also have PTSD, but I'm not a hot woman. I don't recommend the PTSD. That's not great. But you you meet them, they blow up a bunch of people. Snake's like, well, this sucks. I hope I don't have to fight any of them. <laughs> uh, and then you find the Rat Pack and every everything is trapped. No, wait, first you run into Johnny, who shits into a barrel. Um, <laughs> he sounds then... so disappointed. No, and then and then snakes like, huh, a barrel, and then you can use the barrel, and snake will crawl into the barrel like it's a uh, a cardboard box, except this time the you can like tip the barrel over and then roll in it and like run people over. Oh yes, that's all. And it'll that knock them out. Yeah. Anyways, you find the rat pack. It's everything's trapped. You. Disable the traps and go upstairs, and Rat Trap is being led by Barrel. Oh my and god! She canonically didn't explode. She canonically was not tortured to death. And then also, Johnny's there, except they call him, um, Aki. Because of Akihabara. Because he's a giant nerd. Waka waka. <laughs> he sounds so fatigued. <laughs> I don't like Johnny. <laughs> He's a very boring character. Uh, is nerd shits pants. Multiple times, by the way. He's kind of the truest definition of a shitlord. Yeah. And then eventually he takes off his mask and oh no, he's actually super hot. And super brave, but we'll we'll get to that later. And that's also going to be it for this episode. I know we said that we would be able to get through it quick because it's one episode per or one chapter per episode, but this one's a little front-loaded. Um, the other ones are not as complicated, I guess. I think I'm lying. Also, I, I, from what I understand, it's. I think it's only going to get more complicated. Little, <laughs> so yeah, as we get big, yeah. big mama and man. Yeah. Oh god, right. Yeah. Done by the end of the year. I don't care <laughs> if I have to go and grab Kiki and Autumn, lock us in a room, and record a four-hour podcast. We are getting this done. By the end of the year. 
Oh, but we're we were all figments of your imagination the whole time. We, we, di we died in that helicopter crash. Don't do this to me. I I always <laughs> wanted to be go into a helicopter. I would love to go into a helicopter like of my own choice. Right. <laughs> going into a helicopter like when you don't expect it. It's not it's not great. Yeah, being helivacked doesn't sound very fun. Not recommended. I mean, it's better than dying on the pavement, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Anyways, well, thanks. Thanks, everyone, for listening. There's uh, another C-dub C for, <laughs> for this episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, uh, just everyone, everyone, go play Butterfly Soup, too. If you're... Do I need to play the first one? Yes. Okay. But they're both free. And they're fairly short. They're only a couple hours long each. Um, Butterfly Soup 2, though? Heavy, heavy warnings for parental abuse. Well, no, not parental abuse. Child abuse from parents. The, the parents of the four main characters are not great people. That's whack. Um, yeah, so if you're sensitive to that kind of stuff, it might not be the best. But... It's very good. I I played it in one sitting, which I don't really regret because it's just it's super good. And I I laughed really hard a lot. I also cried a little bit because whoops, I accidentally identified some of the characters. Whoops. Oh, and so does Muffin. So does Muffin. Anyways, thank you all for listening. Go play Butterfly Soup and Butterfly Soup 2. It's really good. Bye.